I tell people, look, in a hundred years, nobody will remember me. A <laughs> hundred years, just just give it a hundred years. Just give it in 50 years, you know, but but to be safe, okay, a hundred years, nobody yeah. will remember me. And what does that mean? It, it puts my, my feet on the ground that my real trophy, if ever you call it that, is that I was able to help one person. Hey everyone, it's me, Joe, and welcome to our first ever official episode of The Lemonades of Life. I am so excited, but I'm still a little bit nervous, yet I am so thankful because you guys have been so supportive to this whole process. So welcome. Today, my guest is Brother Bo Sanchez, a preacher, an entrepreneur, and a best-selling author. He is a longtime hero of mine and one of my favorite people in the world. Before I get started this podcast, I had a list of five names, five people I dreamed of having in this podcast one day, and Brother Bo is one of them. So it is an absolute honor and dream come true to have a casual conversation with him. Here's the backstory. Brother Bo's life changed when he was 13 years old when he started preaching and dedicate his life to do missions with the goal of reaching out to at least one person to give hope and inspiration. So pay attention and open your hearts because in this episode, we will discuss this poorly lit topic that will encourage you to do your best no matter how hard and confusing the pathway of life may be. Without any further ado, let's jump straight to this conversation. Hello, Brother Bo. Good morning. Glad to have you as my first guest for Lemonades of Life. So how have you been? Oh, good. Um, you know, it's, it's funny when you say good in a crisis like this because, <laughs> you know, you're, you're supposed to say not good. You know, we're, we're going through tough times. Um, yes, we're going through tough times. Yes, we're going through a crisis. Absolutely. We, we were affected in so many areas of, of our lives. I am affected in so many areas. Uh, but you know, my perspective is, yeah, you, 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 you've got to do what you've got to do. So my answer is good. <laughs> Amen. You know, um, everyone has been, you know, uh, trying their best to be, uh, to be good. Like, um, w- one of my friends told me, it's just, it's just a matter of how we react to the pandemic, you know, instead of, um, complaining and, uh, you know, be pitiful about yourself or about the situation of the others, you know, do something. So, absolutely, uh, yeah, that's right. So, I, I, you know, I love how you started this, uh, this uh, podcast. So, uh, did you know, uh, bro, that the last time we met was last uh, January, the night or the day before uh, we went to Hong Kong, my fiance and I, and I proposed. Yes. So yes, that's how that, that's how time flies uh, so fast. <laughs> so yeah, it's been you know it's been six months. So um, uh, after that, the you know the pandemic um, has started and we are on a lockdown. Um, oh yeah. What what are the adjustments on the ministry side, brother? Yeah, we don't have any live events like zero. So ministry in terms of the peace. And our mm-hmm. big conferences and then uh, some some retreats and all of that, they're all gone. You know, they're all zero. 
So that was a huge shift. And then we all had to go online. And it was it was really difficult at the start. It's like, yeah, you know, it from the speakers to the listeners. You know, the listeners, oh, where's the ambiance? Where's the atmosphere? I knew, I want that. I go to a place, you know, to get spiritual filling. The speakers also had to make this huge adjustment. You know, we've got hundreds of speakers, hundreds of preachers, and they just had to go through, you know, the whole idea of, okay, I'm speaking to a screen. There, there are a few people behind that screen, but I don't see them. I don't hear their reaction. So there are preachers and speakers who get their energy from a crowd. So all of a sudden, there's no crowd, but you just have to mentally believe they're there. <laughs> they're there. That's right. And, so, and then, of course, also the, the whole the technology part had to be overcome. So some, some speakers... Some of our preachers, they already had some equipment. They already had some experience years before. You know, mm -hmm. they would always speak online. Some other preachers did not have that experience, so they did not have the gadgets. They did not have the technical know-how. So all of these things had to be, you know, just uh, one after another, one hurdle after another had to be solved. And so here we are. We're yeah. totally online, like 100%. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to say, that adjustments have been made, and uh, we'll just have to keep keep on improving. But That's yes, right. we ministry continues. Yeah, you know, I am a witness of how hard uh, for you know uh, for the feast is because I'm one of the uh, people who edit the videos. So <laughs> collaboration online is is a bit difficult, most especially uh, with some preachers who, whom you have mentioned who haven't been used to this kind of uh, setup before. So uh, that's hard. But, you know, it's it's just stepping stone and it's a milestone for everyone now that we are adapting. You know, uh, before, uh, like during the first few months, we, uh, we finished editing the videos like from Saturday night up till uh, sa Sunday morning. But now <laughs> everything is running smoothly. Uh, we're discovering uh, some apps that will be able to help us, and most especially on the project management side of, uh, yeah, you know, of the of the service. So, um, right. yeah. So I salute all the servants who are, um, oh, who are yeah. serving behind the live stream events. You know, um, people may see the you know the preachers and the other guests on camp, but um, be, behind that, you know, behind that service, there are these video editors, the music team, the audio engineers. So I salute everyone and I thank God Absolutely. for their life. So, yeah, yeah. I do. I do. I'm, I'm just, you know, wowed by their dedication. You, so you've got hundreds of feasts going on all over the world now. And you're right. You know, there is a technical team behind each of those feasts uh, at home, we call them now, yeah. and they are so dedicated. It's uh, hats off to all of them. God bless them. Yeah, and kudos to all preachers, you know, who uh, who adapted into this technology. So yeah, they may <laughs> had a yeah. hard time at first, so but yeah, they're getting used to it now. And uh, you know, I'm really glad because almost two years or three years ago, you've started full tank, and you kind of prepared yourself in some way, right? Like talking yeah. online. Yeah. Uh, you've been doing that in, in other events, but 
uh, you know, this kind of environment where you talk in front of the camera, you've been doing it. Uh, I think you just missed a couple of days on a single year, like uh, yeah. when you are super busy. But how do you find the consistency, bro? Like, It's really hard to uh, to talk in the camera, most especially if you're not really used to it. But on yeah. your end, how you know? When did the idea start? Like, what was your inspiration? <laughs> and um, is it is it some sort of trip trip ko lang? And then and then you got a lot of positive feedback. How did the idea start? Yeah. So from the very start, you know, I was uh, I started preaching when I was 13 years old. And then um, media, it, it was fascinating for me because I could reach a person that I would usually not be able to reach, you know, so, so physically, like, like we, I would preach in small prayer groups and big prayer groups and all of that. But then media was fascinating. The first media was uh, print. So we, we started a magazine and, uh, you know, that reached a lot of people. This was 30 years ago. And there, we would reach people in the provinces. We would reach people abroad. And then I said, wow, this is good. This is really, really good. Um, and then after that, we started with, uh, we went on to radio. We tried radio. And, and to this day, we've got radio programs. And then we went into TV. And then when the, when the internet, you know, exploded in the scene, um, we were the, one of the early adopters. So... We're not in love with the media. We're not in love with technology. I still consider myself, you know, uh, low tech in that sense. Um, but I'm in love with really helping that one person out there that I would not be able to speak to if it were not for media. So That's right. that for me, that for me is the the reason why I wake up in the morning. There's this one person out there that maybe I could, you know, just just lift up and, and encourage and, and help. And if I can do that through a book, if I can do that through a magazine article, if I can do that through a blog, if I can do that through a video online, then I'll do it. And so uh, first time in, I remember when the internet came out, uh, started emails, an email ministry. Mm -hmm. And then after that, when, uh, let me see, when, Of course, when websites came out, we, we put up our own websites. Uh, 2005, I remember, uh, Facebook came out. YouTube came out 2000, 2006, if I'm not mistaken. And then we were already there 2006, if I'm not mistaken. We started KerygmaFamily.com. Mm -hmm. And it was an online virtual community. We were using videos. And then somewhere along the way, when YouTube was so super young, I started Preacher in Blue Jeans. It was a daily video. Yeah, I know that. Um, I would pre-record it and then upload it. You know, I would get two comments. <laughs> I would get 40 views. And I said to myself, uh, that's wonderful. I'll keep on doing it. And I would not stop. Um, so there, just, just kept on trying to reach that one person that needed to be encouraged lifted up inspired yeah i i love uh, that you mentioned about preacher in blue jeans because uh when i used to serve as a minister i mean as a as a speaker at the church i've been watching your videos i you know i was part of uh, the other community back then and i was thinking you know th th this guy is really cool and i wanted to have 
preacher in hoodies. <laughs> so, um, I've been following you for more than a decade now. Um, so, you know, um, it's just so amazing that uh, I have you uh, on this show. Though, you know, it would be great if you could have this, uh, if you could have recorded this uh, live. But, you know, it, I feel so honored because, uh, you know, I block one hour of your time. So, you know, thank you so much for that. And um, I agree with that because some of the content creators um, online, that's their struggle. They lose hope every time they just see two comments, less than 100 views. But you didn't stop there. So, um, yeah, I, I salute you and thank you for uh, for keep doing it until, you know, um, until the Facebook algorithm turned out really well and you started Full Tank. So, um, ever yeah. since you launched Full Tank, uh, I, I'm a fan of, um, you know, w- listening to podcasts on a daily basis, uh, listening to uh, other motivational videos on a daily b- basis because that's how normally I started my day so uh awesome. f- full tank is one uh you know it's part of my list every time i start uh my day i have to listen Thank to you. it it's either uh at the you know at the start or at the end of the day uh though there are times that uh, i skip listening to it because of you know being busy uh not ha- yeah bombarded with lots of meetings and speaking of busyness you know um before the pandemic brother Bo, You've been traveling a lot, like um, yeah. February. You'd gonna you'd be in uh, Holy Land. I think that's your yeah. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that's every year, and then uh, Europe, US. Um, how busy you are now that we are in the new norm? It's just a different kind of busy. So you're right. Almost every month, I used to travel, uh, preach. Uh, meet the leaders there, you know, uh, it's an, or it's a pilgrimage. And uh, and then I usually, let's say from Holy Land, I go straight to Dubai, speak to the feasts there, you know, go to Abu Dhabi, go to Qatar, because the, the feasts are all over the world now. And then when I go to Europe, you know, there'll be London, there'll be so on. So it's, uh, it's, it's wild. It's, but today, <laughs> you, I, you're, you're, I'm in my house. And I'm still preaching. I'm still preaching every single day. And so it, it's still very, very busy. It's uh, unbelievable. That's but right. uh, no traveling. No traveling yeah. at all. Zero. So I can go from one conversation to another conversation just in a few minutes. And uh, so I needed to discipline myself. You know, Ern, I'm a, you know, I took this, uh, I took this strengths uh, test. Uh, they, they, uh, it's a... It's a test that looks at what what are your uh, major strengths. And one of them is I'm an achiever, I'm an activator, I'm a futurist. And so what does that mean? It's, it only means that I love work and I do not stop working. And it's true. I mean, all my life, I, I, I have to discipline myself to do some type of recreation. It, it has, I have to force myself to do it or else I don't. I just keep on working and working and working until the until I sleep, I fall asleep. So uh, that's what's happening to me now. It's just too many engagements, too many appointments, too many uh, shows, uh, both ministry and business. And uh, But, you know, I again, once again, I love it. I love doing it. 
I just have to discipline myself to, after a particular point in the day, I say, stop. <laughs> you have to discipline yourself. And I, I, saw, I saw a Twitter post earlier this morning. Uh, it said that people have to remember that working from home should be different from being at home. So that reminded myself because, uh, you know, uh, I've been working from home for the past few years, I think for the past five years. And the, the, you know, that discipline, I did not, you know, I did not have that. And, uh, you know, when I say work from home, I've been working from home most of the time. But uh, yeah, um, I did not regret that because I learned from it until such time, you know, my business partner told me, Keep your sanity, man. You know, just do things that makes you happy. If you if you wanted to play games, play games on your free time. If you wanted to watch movie, you know, watch movie. Don't uh, working hard is is good. He said, but um, if, if you burn out yourself, it's not gonna be good for business. So yeah, so absolutely on a, absolutely on on a so on a weekday. I mostly uh, turn off my notifications about work. So um, I'm using a different uh, messaging app for work. So we have Slack, we have Basecamp. So what I do, uh, bro, and um, you know, this is for everyone that are working from home who are using the same um, messaging app. I would suggest that you just install them on your computer. Um, because uh, what I've noticed was if I have the messaging app, just like Slack, I'm sure you're familiar about that uh, app. Yes. What's yes. going to happen is if I have it on my phone, there are times that I'm just going to check on it and I would not be able to respond. That's so um, now I'm, I'm dedicating, uh, you know, some time on a daily basis to respond on all messages and all notifications. So, awesome. and, and even on awesome. email. So it's just really hard to develop that kind of, uh, you know, that yes. kind of um, style, most um, especially, yeah. uh, especially for those people who just started work, uh, working from home. Uh, oh. You know, time, time will come that uh, you're going to be stressed out. I, I remember like last <laughs> March and um, last March and April, my newsfeed is full of uh, photos like working from home setup and now you know i'm i'm not being <laughs> i'm not seeing that anymore but yeah that's just a reminder that working from home yeah. and, and being at home is very different so um yeah cool so uh for this episode bro um we're gonna talk about um uh, you know uh droplets of sour sweet so uh my yep. since my podcast is uh called lemonades of life so for uh, everyone who uh, haven't heard the quotation, when life gives you lemons, make some lemonade. So that's, that's the theme of my podcast because uh, most of the time, their life will hand us lemons just like this pandemic. Mm. And it's up to us on how we're going to respond and how we're going to react. So uh, yeah. that's why I'm inviting people like you to, uh, you know, to give your opinion and to give your uh, thoughts on how to handle yes. situations like this. So thanks yes. again for being here, Brother Bo. So um, yeah, um, for my first question is, uh, 
it's so funny that I've asked a lot of questions. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, for um for the next question is what particular moment or event in your life made you realize that life is not easy? Oh yeah. Uh so when I was a young kid, just growing up, um I was I'm, I was a loner and I would get bullied in school, you know, different times. So I, from from the <laughs> from the onset it was it was difficult. Um I would say, you know, kindergarten Rep, rep, grade one. I already knew. Okay, I'm a little bit different. I'm a, I'm a introvert. You know, although those terms, of course, were not there. But like, you know, why are my classmates so sociable? Why are my classmates so, so good in sports? You know, I'm, I'm not, and all of that stuff. And then when I go home, um, I, I have a good family. I've got you know great parents, uh, wonderful sisters, but they're not perfect. So, um, but at least that that was that was the one that really you know, made me who I am, you know, like, like, uh, survive and all of that. So I, I'd, I'd say there, that would be, that would be my first encounter with hardship. All right. So, uh, yeah, um, I've been into situations, uh, not really been, but, uh, I used to bully my classmates before and I know how it, uh, I know how it feels because uh, it came to a point that I was uh, I have been bullied as well. So it's mm. um, I always remember this that every time you give talk about these stuffs about being bullied, um, I always remember this phrase from you: uh, "Hurt people, hurt people." So um, oh yeah, yeah. The reason why I I became a bully as well because I was bullied in the past. So it, it is my defense mechanism not to be bullied. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but I'm not really proud about it because I hurt people, and they turned out to uh, hurt other people as well. So it became a cycle. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it. So a lot of people think that being bullied uh, at school is is just a norm, but uh, it's really now that I'm in the mental. Uh, I'm a mental health advocate. You know, I've been talking to lots of students. You know, being bullied is one of the uh, hardest challenges that the students face now, especially as well in college, because um, they're they're willing to give up on their dreams. You know, just to you know, just to stop schooling, not to be bullied anymore. And if it's if it's going to happen in the same school, you know. The cycle continues. They're gonna give up on their dreams, which is, um, which is very sad. So, um, yes. what what would what can you suggest to uh, parents who are listening? How you know how will they handle these kind of situations wherein their kids are being bullied? Yeah, I the first thing I mean, always in any kind of situation like this, if the the person who is bullied can be able to share. Uh, what's happening? His feelings, uh, the, the whole, his thoughts. Automatically, it's like a pressure valve that you open, and so the pressure that was building up, which can cause all sorts of damage, you know, mm -hmm. uh, depression, anxiety, all of that thing, uh, inferiority. Just release the, the 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 pressure inside by being able to share. And when that person is being heard, being listened to, and the father, the mother, the you know, the guardian, the aunt, auntie, the uncle can just put 
you know, can just say, you know, I'm here for you and listening. That's step one. Just so crucial, you know, that, that finally somebody knows, you know. That's Sometimes right. it's a dark secret and it, it will do damage. But if you are able to bring out that secret, so good. Second thing is defense. Just teaching the person, look, you know, that person hurt people, hurt people. So that, that, there's something wrong with that person. So, so you've got to find a way to protect yourself. Now, how? There's so many ways of doing it, but find a way, whether it be through a teacher or whether it be through a bunch of other friends, you know, who you can, you can tell and say, hey, you know, can, can you help me with this and all of that? So there are other ways. Uh, so even just start with those two things, that will be awesome. Uh, being able to process what happened, that person being able to share, um, that, that'll be fantastic. That's right. What I normally tell, uh, you know, people who, whom I talk to about uh, being bullied is when you are bullied, you know, um, be kind to the to the person who bullied you. That's the greatest slap that you can <laughs> that you can do in that person because you know, I, I, as I've mentioned, I was a bully before, and when this one person, uh, I I was bullying invited me in the church i was like <laughs> it hit me so there are there are no days that i didn't bully this person and then oh one day he saw he saw me alone in the basketball court and then he, he told me that like he asked me why are you alone oh you know my uh my friends went on a trip and then uh they didn't uh, include me so uh, how long are they going to be there uh, until the weekend? So uh, what are you going to do now? What do you want me to do? So I was so defensive. And then, <laughs> and then he asked me, why don't you join me at the church? And I was, you know, I became curious. and But he, I wanted him to convince me. So, um, so I was like, Sige, pilitin mo pa ako. And then he, he, he told me, and then I was like, okay, let's let's book it. <laughs> and then, so you know, so I prepared. I asked my mom, can you buy me a new uh, a new clothes? I'm I'm gonna be at the church tomorrow. Even my mom is shocked because I stopped <laughs> I stopped attending church for quite some time. And then when when we are at the church, you know, I'm so excited, I'm so pumped up. And the average age of people that are there, except him, are 40 years old. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's a white lie. So um, ever since uh, that day, I dedicated my life to the Lord. Though there are times that, uh, you know, uh, I disconnect myself. But uh, yeah. God has been faithful for not letting All us right. go. So, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Thank you. And it's a beautiful you know, story. Yeah. And here I am now, you know, still serving uh, in oh, any yeah. things that I can do. Uh, so I, I'm, you know, I may be very busy, but I see to it that I, I'd be able to help ministry uh, in any Thank ways you. I can. So cool. Thank, Thank you. you so much. So uh, for the next question, uh, bro, is during those times that you were drowning in hardships, how were you able to make lemonades out of the lemons that life gave you? Right. So 
my blessing is that at the age of 12, I, I got into a personal relationship with God. Uh, and it, it just radically changed the way I looked at life. So the, the problems continued. The hardships continued. I was molested as a child when I was eight. I got molested again when I was 13. Uh, that, that was, that, the way it, it impacted me. You know, I will not wish this to my to anyone this to, to my worst enemy i i just can't it, it just destroys your your identity and all of that and then i uh uh you know other problems came up all through my life in my 20s in my 30s 40s etc um, i lost my dad i lost my mom uh we had three miscarriages with my wife so you know life life was difficult life was definitely challenging all through my life but it was this relationship with God that made a, became my lens. And mm -hmm. to believe that I can overcome this. Uh, this is not a, a stumbling block. This is a stepping stone. This is, you know, it, it, it's a perspective that came about from faith. And people yeah. ask me, you know, why, why, why are you... Uh, why, why are you optimistic? Why, why are you a grateful person? Why don't we hear you complain? Why don't we hear you? Uh, you don't blame other people. You just take personal responsibility. And I said, you know, through the years, you, you, kind, of, uh, you kind of like learn. I, I kind right. of like learned. This, these are the things that work. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've road tested this, basically. I've tried complaining. It doesn't work. Nothing happens. That's I right. tried worrying. Just makes me sick. I tried blaming other people for for what's happening to me. I lose my power. You know, I've, I'm a one of. I told you I was a, I was an introvert, and I still am. And one of the strengths of an introvert is you reflect. I like reflecting on life. I like reflecting on what works, what doesn't work. So I've realized. You know, I'm 54 now. Um, in the past years, 50 years of my life, that, okay, uh, being grateful works. Being That's right. grateful actually works. That, that if I'm just grateful, sure, there, there are bad things happening. You know, there's 16 things going wrong. But if I just shift my focus and say, but, there's, but there, there are hundreds of things that are blessings, you know, and I need to be thankful for that. So realizing that, my life, if I, if I do have problems, they're only 10% of my life. That's my lens. That's my perspective. You know, I say problems are only 10% of my life. 90% are blessings. So I need to be grateful. And th that 10%, that those problems, I'll just have to have faith. Uh, I'll, I'll keep on working. I'll do what I can. And one day, that, those problems, that 10% of my life will actually transform to become my best blessings. One day, not yet That's right. now, but one day. And so that kind of perspective, I would say, is second nature to me now because I keep on practicing them uh, all, all my life. You know, I've gone through a lot of hardships and uh, I've gone through a lot of blessings also, by the way. Amen. I uh, just wanted to, to tell everybody. So, so there, uh, I, I'd say that will be my answer. It's, it's a perspective that I've learned uh, through my life, that the, my best blessings came from my worst trials. Amen. I agree to that. That's why, um, you know, 
that's why when I was writing uh, this uh, episode uh, about cycle of sour sweet events, you're the best, you know, the, you're the first person that came up to my mind because I haven't seen you complain on your social media. I haven't seen you post anything negative, you know. Uh, the last time, the, the last post I saw though was your Iron Man video, <laughs> You know, <laughs> in in those simple things uh, that uplifts pe- people because they see that, you know, you're a human being as well. You're having fun, right? And um, <laughs> because a lot of uh, personalities would rarely post something, uh, you know, not really funny, but something that would make other people feel that he is he or she is a human being. Like uh, that's why social media is. Um, Handling social media is very important as well. Um, you know, I I learned. Um, thank God that I'm not this kind of person, and uh, I haven't really posted anything negative. Uh, so that's the blessing of being an introvert. So we reflect. So um, I am an introvert too. So um, normally, if I feel bad, uh, I'm just gonna tell people who are close to me. Very no, I'm just I'm just gonna Absolutely. share then, and then after that, I'm gonna listen to to any podcast, like mm. uh, you, you know, just to reflect on life, and yeah, yeah um, so so it, it's it's great that uh, we have different uh, styles or we have different ways to make lemonades, you know, out, out of the lemons that life gives us. So um. Absolutely. And, and this remind me of uh, something. Um, so every time I hear this uh, quotation or I see this, this reminds me of you. It's a quotation from uh, Benjamin Franklin. He said, either write things worth reading or do things worth writing. So you've been writing worth reading and your life <laughs> is worth the writing. So yeah, you've been a blessing to uh, to almost everyone in the you know in the ministry and um, yeah I was I was just uh, talking to my uh, business partner the other day. Did you know that he has a copy of your book? So he brought it in the U.S. So he and his <laughs> wife um, brought a copy of your book because when I when I told them about you, they're like you know amazed uh, by how you know by how you. Uh, reflect on life so yeah um that's why he's you. He, you know uh we've been he's very he was very excited to meet you when he was here in the philippines uh last year and sadly you were um i think you were on a trip so uh yeah, yeah he didn't have a chance to uh meet you so uh but yeah anyways um you know th- th- that's what reminds me of you um You've been a Thank great, you. uh, you've been a great person to uh, almost everyone, and uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really glad that uh, you know, uh, you've been doing both things. Like uh, the other one, it's subconsciously that you do things worth the writing. So, uh, yeah, and um, next question is: This is, uh, I think, third or second to the last. Um, what's the most important thing you've learned in your life? And what was your life uh, before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? Yeah. 
that the purpose of life is to love. If there's one thing that I, I tell people, this this is it, you know. Um, I, I believe that, uh, with you know, some people say, oh, Bo, you know, you're doing so much and, uh, you know, great stuff. You know, you're a best-selling author. You're this and that. I tell people, look, in 100 years, nobody will remember me. Yeah. <laughs> 100 years. Just just give it 100 years. Just give it 50 years, you know. But but to be safe, okay, 100 years, nobody yeah. will remember me. And what does that mean? It, it puts my, my feet on the ground that my real trophy, if ever you call it that, is that I was able to help one person in my yeah, life. That's um, right. So, so it's, that's it, you know? I'm able to love my wife, I'm able to love my boys, two boys, I'm able to love my friends. You know, if I'm, if I'm able to do that, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the reward of life. That's, mm-hmm. that's the purpose, that's, that's why God made us. So that's the lesson that I've been learning all through these years. Uh, who was I before that learning that lesson? Maybe a bit confused. Okay, I need to achieve this. I need to, you know, uh, win the praise of people, get get them to accept me, get them to admire me. Um, you know, I, I had low self-worth because I was molested as a child. So uh, trying to win love, trying to win love um, until I realized, wait a minute. No, the purpose of life is, you know, I'm able to help that one person. So I'll do that. And it kind of like calmed me. Now, this, this is what I'm going to do. So I've got some financial goals, you know, like everybody else. I've got some business goals. That's great. But why? Well, because I want to help someone. So the reason why I want to earn this level of money, yeah. I want to help someone. So that's the ultimate purpose of life. And it gives me a lot of peace. It anchors me. This is what God wants me to do. Um, so no matter what difficulties, no matter what trials, some goals are achieved. Some goals are not achieved. Most goals are not achieved, especially in their timetable. For me, that's fine uh, because I'm able to do my ultimate mission in life, which is to love people. Amen. So, uh, you know, I, I feel blessed because I'm one of the people you've helped so much, like through your platform. Um, I was molested too when I was young and when I first time attended the feast, you were like declaring everyone that you were molested. So how comes this person you know, is freely, you know, um, like I-, I was thinking at the back of my mind, how come this person can just tell everyone that he was molested? And I, I learned through attending uh, your, your ministry, uh, the feast, that Becoming a broken healer is, you know, uh, is one of the best things to do to heal that wound. So um, you've been, you are that broken healer in my life, and now, you know, uh, I, I'm doing that to uh, to everyone. And this is one of the first steps because um, the platform is very great. Like we have YouTube, we have a uh, podcast, and I wanted yeah. to use this platform. To tell everyone, hey, you are not alone. We are here for yeah. you. You know, if you yeah. if you feel like um, your family member um, does not support you, your friends does not understand yeah. you, there are other people at this in the other side of the world that understands you. So, um, in how many years of my existence, you know, it took more than ten years to finally uh, meet someone 
who can understand me and that is you brother Bo. so oh, thank you wow yeah and, and being wow. at the feast you know changed my life as to how because normally uh you know i grew up uh you know i grew up in a kind of community uh church community where in um being rich is a sin <laughs> okay <laughs> It's a common notion for smaller ministries, which I hope it's not anymore. But when I attended the feast, you encourage everyone uh, to be wealthy. I, I, I'm not going to say rich because uh, wealthy yeah, is yeah. much more. Uh, wealthy is like wisdom. Like uh, you, gale, use your, you use your money in, uh, you know, in, in good ways. Yes. So, yeah. I kind of have that mindset now to uh to become wealthy now that I support my uh because my brother and uh my sister-in-law passed away a couple of years ago so they have three kids oh. and oh you know I, I'm supporting them financially oh. and yeah. Yeah, even emotionally yeah. you know uh the you know yeah. the other week the um uh, the other guy, uh, my other nephew, just reached out to me saying that he has crushed on someone. So yeah, I, I wanted to, so nice. I wanted to make sure that I am, if, even I am far away from them, they would feel that they have a parent in me. Mm. So before I Galang. feel, before I feel annoyed because every time that they're gonna, <laughs> uh, they're gonna message me, it's like. Uh, Tito, bili mo ko yun, bili mo ko ng ganyan. So, I, I feel annoyed because uh, they, they don't see how working, like how hardworking I am just to be able yes, to sustain yes, them. But I yes. learned that this is their way of uh, yes, of showing yes. affection. Because that's oh. how, that's how we're, you know, that's what kind of environment they grew up to. So, I just ensure that... Uh, oh. No, I, I'm not gonna feel annoyed, and then rather I'm just gonna crack a joke about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. you know, maybe uh, and then after ten years I'm gonna buy you that one. So yeah, um, it, it's just a matter of how you uh how you use your life as a platform to to make some impact in someone's life. So yeah. thank you for using Good your day. you know thank you for using your uh, life as a platform. So uh, even you know even I heard this from Bene. So I attended one of <laughs> uh, feast worship conference, and he was invited to uh, give to give some sharings. Um, I was blown away by what he answered. Like uh, it, it's about uh, the platform as in the stage, like how he handles. Uh, like people in his ministry, in the youth ministry, wanting to serve on the stage. And I'm just shook. Like, anak mo talaga siya, brother Bo. He just, he just told us <laughs> that he's telling everyone that first, you know, the first platform where you should serve to is your life. Mm-hmm. Because no matter where you go, people will see your life. And, mm-hmm. you know, being on the stage is on a on just on a weekly basis but y- your greatest platform is your life so uh you better serve there first and um do your best so yeah i'm just you know um I- i'm blessed but how old was benny back then i, I think he was uh 15 or 
Yeah, it, it was a couple of years ago, but uh, it, it, you know, um, that's why I always listen to Young Kid as well, most especially Gen Z. Um, I yeah, love working with right. Gen Z. They're very, you know, their imagination is very wild. You know, they think a lot. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, it's almost an hour, bro. And uh, thank you so much. But um, I'm just going to ask you uh, this last question. So um, if you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive, who would it be (laughs) and why? I'm going to answer this first because this is, you know, this is the first time that I I ask this in the podcast. So the first person that I wanted. Yeah. The first person that I wanted to have dinner with is my dad. So uh, my dad passed away when I was two. I didn't have a chance to, you know, oh. to really bond with him. And you know, yes, I just wanted to yes. have dinner with him. Hey, dad, um, even if you are not here, I have lots of dads in the world. So um, mm-hmm. I-, I grew up well and I just want to, you know, I just want to hug him. That's, that's just yeah. it. And then, wow. Um, wow. yeah, second person is... Uh, it's you because I wanted to pick up a lot of things from you, you know, like while having Thank dinner, you. learning about your life, learning about your hardships, the blessings. It's going to be, it's going to be an awesome experience. And uh, last, uh, last person is, uh, is Elon Musk. I'm a big uh, fan of Elon Musk. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I may start a campaign to uh, hashtag Elon on Lemonade of Life just to you know just to catch him catch his attention and um, have have him in this podcast. But you know, um, yeah. I, I'm just I'm just amazed by how he thinks. You know, uh, yeah. how he envisioned the future because. Yeah. Um, you know, we should not, uh, the, the things that I've learned from him is we should not limit ourselves when it comes to visioning uh, the future, most mm-hmm. especially our lives. So, yeah. yeah, those are the three people that I want wow. to have dinner That's with. great. Yep. Hey, thank you. I'm it's honored, your turn. honored that you chose me. <laughs> you know, my pleasure. it's really funny. My, my answer, I, I have two sets of answers and, and um, I'm been reflecting on this question. You know, who are the three people you'd want to have a meal with? The crazy thing about this is this. This is my first set. My first three answers. It's my wife and my two boys. Nice. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that comes from my heart. It's like, you know, I, I, these are the, the three favorite people in my life right now. And, um, yeah, I would want to have meals with them. And here's the crazy part. I do have meals with them every day. Uh, so I'm living the life. I'm living yeah. my dream. I'm actually living what I want to have in my life. And so that gives me grounding, that gives me peace, that gives me sense of joy, fulfillment, if knowing that what I want, I'm already experiencing. My three set, my, uh, my second set would be, uh, of course, Jesus, um, <laughs> Mama Mary, so many questions to her, and then uh, Pope. Francis so there that'll be my answers <laughs> all right really you know it, it, it's it, it's really cool that you mentioned about living your life because uh, I think that's what is important is we should live our life uh, now and you know not uh, let, let's worry about the future later so we should worry about our yeah. lives now so uh, 
Yeah, I'm not gonna take too much of your time. Thank you so much again for uh, spending an hour of your uh, time here in the Lemonades of Life. Um, anything that you want to plug before uh, we end this call? By the way, belated happy birthday to you. So <laughs> yeah, um, any anything that you wanted to uh, plug? Like, uh, do you have any upcoming events or seminars um, or upcoming books? Uh, yeah, well, there's always an event here and there, but maybe can, they, they can just connect with me through my Facebook account. Um, that, that, that'll give, bring them in the loop. So it's uh, Brother Bo Sanchez in Facebook. Amen. So, uh, yeah, even on Instagram and uh, Twitter, right? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Thank you so much again for, uh, you know, for having you as my first guest. And I hope this won't be the first and the last. And looking forward to having a dinner with you soon. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank All you. Right. Thank you, Ern. Thank you.